What's going on, blacks and everybody in between? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, or at least now we die. Happy Kwanzaa, <laughs> happy Hanukkah, whatever it is that you celebrate. We mm-hmm. are so glad to be back inside of your e- Well, <laughs> well, we are so glad to be back on the We're mic. Inside of what? <laughs> I, I'm about to say inside of your ears, but I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't coming out the way I heard it. But y'all mm. know what I mean. I'm Josh yeah. Ross. <laughs> I am Brian here. And we are back for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast with your favorite friend, the Neighborhood Guys and Negroes, where we talk about how we do this thing called life. But particularly, we talk about the perils, the praise, the productivity, and the pump circumstances, just figuring all this stuff out. Brian. Yes. How are you? How you doing? It is a great day to be black. Oh, yes. And uh, oh, yes. in the land yeah. of the living. Yes, you went are. Some, went through some trials and tribulations, but really, God. did he did he pull your feet out the Mary clay? What about? Yes, he did. He did. He did. He did. You know, um, you know, we might have to do a whole episode on this, but you know, you go through. You, sometimes you understand like your 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 past and your future has like a fight, and like mm. sometimes like things that you know your future and then things from your past like come up, and you're like not like negative things, but like insecurities and pains and abandonment and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So you have those situations, but then you know. Then you get a word and, you know, the mm. Lord shores some things up and then you get reminded and we, we, your friend, your friend who preaches, you know, has a solid word from the Lord. Mm. Um, you know, so my answer will be yes, but, um, I, you know, that's where I am right now. So like, that might be a full episode just to pour out, you know, some things that we've learned and done and feelings that we've had. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. I love that. You sound like Israel. So like your name been changed. <laughs> You Listen, said when your past and your future was having a battery, it made me think, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. You bless me. You bless me. So, and so that, that was, that's, that's been like my interesting, you know, I've been going through some interesting personal journeys. So I'm excited about that though. Yeah. What about I love you? that. I'm good. It's been really busy around work. I will say Thanksgiving. Um, I think we've been on here since Thanksgiving. It was um, going to Memphis, everything I needed it to be. It mm-hmm. was nostalgic in a different way. I felt mm-hmm. I felt at home. I always feel at home, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt a different connection and closeness to home this mm-hmm. time, and I got what I needed. My grandma finally moved in with my parents. So, oh, praise the Lord. Uh-huh. Dilly. She ain't gave up her house, though. I feel like that's her escape plan. <laughs> Them niggas make her mad. She's <laughs> she, she, she going back. But no, like her bed and stuff is set up. She got her curtains hung in the room, and she be in there cooking. And mm-hmm. I will say this. I got a little mm-hmm. emotional. Y'all know I love my grandmother's caramel cake. Mm-hmm. I baked the cake. We didn't have time to get the ice, and I bought the wrong. Um, mm. I bought I bought the wrong milk, mm-hmm. the condensed milk or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we never made the icing. I came back to Atlanta, and right before my grandmother whispered in my ear the exact like she still didn't give me the exact measurements because woman of God just doesn't. You know, it's a fourth of a teaspoon and stuff. <laughs> and she, she did tell me, don't use that regular measure cup. Get you one of them coffee cups. That's your mm. cup of sugar. <laughs> she did tell me that, and I listened. Mm-hmm. So while I was fresh on my brain, Brian, I bought a plain pound cake from the Publix. Mm-hmm. I got in this here kitchen. Mm-hmm. I put that sugar in that cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. She told me, I ain't going to say all the secrets. Mm-hmm. When, it's, when you see that first bubble in that sugar, Mm. That's when it's time to put it. Reverend, I did it. 
and it tastes just like hers. Oh. I was like, I got it. The recipe is the only thing I need to do is now is master like the I think I added too much of the milk. I just need mm-hmm. to get a little bit thicker, the caramel thicker. Or nothing. And Jada was like, Daddy, you did it. It's good. <laughs> I said, I said, I just gotta master the the, the um um the texture and I'm mm-hmm. good. It's so, like almost Christmas. It it when Danny Glover started making pie. Because <laughs> now I don't mess I don't mess up that bad. But I used to I my karma used to turn into butterscotch. I could have packaged it and put it in somebody's grandma's purse. Because I think I don't know if I had my fire too high. I don't know what I was doing. But mm-hmm. I took my time while it was fresh in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I heard her little voice. And I did and add my flavorings and all the other stuff that she does. So, um, and I, I get it. My grandmother is very healthy, alive and well. But I also am aware that if the Lord's willing, she will be 98 next year. So Praise I know that Lord. there are more years that she's lived through. Mm-hmm. Than is before her. I'm just, I'm just very honest with that. So one of the things I want to make sure, like some of these like traditions in terms of cooking and what she does, I want to put them things right here. Mm-hmm. Now I need to get those. Um, she call them fried apple pies, but I, you know, I, I'm gonna be bougie calling fruit empanadas. But that's that's <laughs> what they are. But right. she makes that dough from scratch. So mm-hmm. I want to be able, so I goes gets the peelberry pre roll. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, want to know how it she, works. And I know it worked, but Reverend, when I tell you, she didn't even have no thought. She was just in her kneading and pouring oil, and it was just—it was just, it was yes, just like that brain just got to working. I'm just yeah. like, what are you doing? Mm. I'm like, I'm supposed to be following you. So I said, next time I corner her like that, I was going to turn my phone on. I'm praying mm-hmm. for the Lord. Yeah. Um, but anyway, me at home was great. Um, my baby sister almost had uh, my nephew, but he refused oh, to come. God. She went to the hospital, and he—they was like, "Nah, I'll go home." And mm-hmm. she's still going. She's been to the hospital, I think, three more times. Wow. And that, that little Negro will not, he will not bust through. <laughs> so, Cadence, Macklemore, come on, make your way down, <laughs> down the fallopian tubes and on through the vaginal canal and bust on out here into earth, man of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are waiting on you. Uh, I did, Uncle Uncle Josh bought you a lot of mm, Santa Claus mm. bought you a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm ready to send it to you. Um, how was your holiday, brother? It was Tell cool. the people. It was yeah. cool. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I saved. I don't really. I really. I'm. I'm. I. I enjoy the holidays for Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. But I just personally just don't like the holidays. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, I, and like, I'm. I'm. I've gotten better, but I just don't really mm-hmm. like them. You know what I'm saying? If they're up to me, I would just be at home every okay. holiday. You know, just chilling in the house, taking the time off to just, just relax, watch movies. Um, and do my what I want, <laughs> and do what I want. Like honestly, if it were up to me, like Thanksgiving would be in my house, Christmas, my house. Like you know, what I'm saying, like I would super host. Yeah, and to me, it don't have to. It don't. And I realized, like I just me, you know, my immediate. Family, I'm fine with like stuff like that. I'm I'm okay with being small groups. I'm okay with being home. You know, um, so. But uh, it, you know, it's cool. I think uh, we got a chance to see my newly my new nephew, um, adorable. My brother in law and his wife had a child. Uh, Brooklyn got a chance to see him. We got a chance to see him. Um, so that was great. It was up same day. Came back the same day, so it wasn't bad at all. But um, okay, yeah, you know, solid. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I just want to ask you something. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. I think it's. I think no. I think it's in the billboard, and I'll ask. I'll okay, ask I'm going to ask you so, something. So, okay, go ahead. Oh, has Isaac Cree um, unblocked you? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just let's 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 talk about it. Let's say that for a greater conversation. 
Okay. I'll talk about it. And I, I don't even have beef. I just want to make my case. <laughs> I want to make my case because I think I think you got it wrong. <laughs> I, I do. So, <laughs> but to answer your question real quickly, I am still blocked on the socials. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, song yeah. of the week. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna do a good one. I think one that you like. Um okay. and um let's just do it. Let's just do it. Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas, Mother. Merry Christmas, Tad. Merry Christmas, Yolanda. Merry Christmas, bro. It's time again for the holidays. With pain and sorrow miles away But in my spirit I've got to say There's no Christmas without you With caroling and mistletoe Children playing in the snow But in their hearts the world must know there's no Christmas without you. Your gift. Your gift of love. Such a gift. from above. So let me share So with our voice. So with our voice as we lift it high. Praise and reaches to the sky. Jesus, Jesus, you're the reason why. There's no Christmas without you. All right. How about a minute? Don't sue us, Kirk. Don't sue us. <laughs> There's no Christmas without you. Woo! There is no Christmas time without you. Jesus, oh, it's so good. <laughs> For those that don't know, that was there's no yeah. Christmas without you, Kirk Franklin and the family. That's family. Always, That's when it was a family. choir. That's when mm-hmm. it was a choir. That's when they had all the big dresses and the big hair. That's before Tamala Mann started wearing that that body shaper. That was listen. <laughs> that's before David Mann was um was was Mr. Brown. That was woo. That was good. That's mm. good. That's a great Christmas album. Mm. It is a solid Christmas album. Mm, it is so much better than that brandy. Mm, yeah, that wasn't. She didn't give her. She didn't. Like, oh. She didn't give her Christmas. Speaking of, aren't you about? To, ain't you about to re-record your Christmas album with the uh, the, with, the uh, with the Crimson <laughs> Choir? <laughs> Let's revisit Saints. <laughs> the Nutations. The, the, the t- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, when is that coming up? Give the people an announcement, um, Brian. That is for those <laughs> listening. It'll be this Sunday. Mm-hmm. We are, we are, we are singing all your favorite mm-hmm. Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this right here, we'll be back. We'll be back. I got. <laughs> we'll be back. I got. Uh, got rehearsal this Friday at a new church with new sound. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. That that sound was a mess last year. Mm-hmm. So tickets are twenty five dollars. Tell the people, Brian, because I, oh, I plan on coming. I think the tickets are twenty five dollars for twelve and up. <laughs> you can come and support. It's a nice call. The the uh, Decatur alumni chapter, the Kappa Alpha Psi, and the Decatur alumni chapter. I think they call alumni as the girls mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. Uh, for Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Uh, we have mm-hmm. come together, and we are singing all the Christmas classics. Oh, come, let us adore him. 
Emmanuel. <laughs> is um is Inch High Private Eye your ace? Is he doing Temptations again? He is. Okay. He is. We <laughs> won't give all this. We we definitely go. That what was a, <laughs> Eddie Kendricks. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we are we are doing the Temptations. Um, that was a hit last year. That it was. It was a punch for sure. <laughs> Assault. <laughs> we had a we had a great time. So Better we, God, are you lead any song this year? You keep I, stepping out there. I I thought I had a lead, but I don't, I don't think I, I, it might get snatched. <laughs> oh, you Otis. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to see me. Ain't nobody coming to see you. Uh-uh. And it's amazing because Otis the only one living. They all come Listen. to see Otis now. <laughs> He's still singing. What did we gotta talk about that one day? What did Otis do to be the only surviving, like original member too? Like yeah. Yeah. all them niggas died. <laughs> yeah, and even and like, the Otis, niggas, the niggas that came in after the niggas who replaced niggas died, <laughs> niggas died too. Otis is still here with with four <laughs> random new dudes. Like right. Anyway, yeah, um, ain't got no leads. <laughs> he still ain't singing leads. <laughs> Uh, not even funny. we gotta find did Latavia ever have we'll talk about that uh, but no, that being said understood and accepted let's go into some black excellence and um, talk through the blessed report <laughs> let's do it alright black folks we are here at the blessed report where we shout out black folks doing great black things uh, this week we are, well, I would say all the time, Josh and I don't just celebrate black people and support black people during Juneteenth and Black History Month. We celebrate black people and celebrate black businesses and patronize black businesses 365, 24-7. So that's what we're doing here at the Blessed Report. So if you do have a person who you feel has a black-owned business that you feel that we need to bless up, let us know. And we will, um, if it makes sense, we will bless them up here on this here great podcast. Uh, this week we are blessing up. Shelly Shell, Michelle Obama, and Leslie. I was like, who? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, the former first lady, Michelle Obama, is a co-founder and a strategic partner of Plessy Nutrition. Uh, she worked behind the scenes to guide the company's mission to be a driver of change and a model for how food and beverage brands can support the health of our next generation. All right, so she's dedicated her time and her energy. Um, the company Plessy, they're on a mission to be a driver of change creating higher standards for how they make food. Um, they believe in doing everything the right way and having the best nutritional experts and public health experts and parenting uh, uh, gurus who want to make sure and ensure that our children uh, have the best uh, ingredients and our, all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, what they have is some juices, uh, a tropical punch, orange smash, apple splash, and blue bay blast. Uh, there's low sugar, um, but they apparently have great flavor to them. So there's less sugar, but they also have great flavors. You can find them at Walmart, Target, Sprouts, uh, and select Kroger's, Kroger's, as black people say, Kroger. Um, but um, yeah, go out, check it out. Plezzi's P-L-E-Z-I. The website is P-L-E-Z-I.com. But the Instagram is the same. Uh, so check it out right now and go and pick it up. If you have kids, you know, kids love the juice. So it's real fruit juice, 75% less sugar, uh, and it has no additives and all that kind of stuff. If you could buy a Capri Sun, you can buy a Plessy. Right. Them little hugs, juices, boxes that y'all be, you know. Nah, nah, them hugs. 
on a Sir, hot summer on a hot summer day. <laughs> <laughs> you put that thing in the freezer real quick, get a little get a little slushy, right? <laughs> I know we support him, you know, I'll have a first lady, but when you go sleep on that hood, that thing. <laughs> you get like 18 bottles for like 22 uh 22 cents. You get a Sam's Club case for two dollars. <laughs> Is water and syrup. Oh, bless uh, up Plessy then. Yeah. So bless up Plessy, bless up Michelle Obama. Uh, rest up. We do have some names on the rest up. So unfortunately, we have folks in the rest up. What happened, Josh? God did not stay the hand of death. He did not. No, so did this not. week on the bless up, well, excuse, oh, rest up, excuse me, mm-hmm. we got two folks. So I'm going to start My off God. with the one who probably is a little lesser known. Okay. Um, and that is... Jean Knight. I love a black woman named Jean. Jean. Uh, Jean is a good, strong black woman name. Ain't it? Right. And you may not know her, but you may know her songs. Okay. Uh, who do you think you are? <laughs> Mr. Big Stuff. Mr. Big Stuff. Who? That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Mr. Big Stuff. All right. Uh, we don't want to get sued. Uh, you never so, gonna hide my love. Yeah, so Gene mm-hmm. uh, Knight, soul singer from New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, started her career in the '60s. Was known for her probably only hit, Mister um, Big <laughs> Stuff, that came out in 1971. Uh-huh. Uh, she was on Stax Records, which is Memphis based. Shout out Stax, an amazing uh, record label down in the South. Uh, so Gene Knight passed away. So prayers and and thoughts and all the good things to her family. Um, I'm gonna do a honorable mention, but also we might have to do a little bit of dragging. But Norman Lear passed away recently. Mm. He's you know he, he's on the obituary. He's not on the, the rest up. Yeah, uh, he's known for any black sitcom, and even the white sitcom. I think he came up with the uh with the with the white with the white people, uh, the racist, bigoted white people. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, about yeah, yeah, Archie them, yeah, Archie them. <clears throat> so the Jeffersons, Good Times, you know, all those spinoffs. Norman Lear was the kind of the the I don't want to say Matt. I feel like there were black people behind those shows that he just sure. took credit for. I, I think that was a thing that he took credit for a lot of stuff that wasn't really his like, ideas. Um, but he um All in the Family. All in the Family, that's what it was. Yep. Which Jefferson was a spinoff from All in the Family and so on and so forth. Uh so basically he he created a lot of sitcoms, a lot of television. Uh, a lot of it <clears throat> did kind of enhance and pick at the stereotypes of black folks and, sure. you know, uh, things of that nature. So, you know, we're just mentioning him because it's, you know, he's a part of our culture and since that we, you know, good times and some of the shows that are near and dear to our hearts, he was kind of behind them. Uh, so it's an honorable mention, right? Because As... I love Good Times. I mm-hmm. mean, it definitely picked at a bunch of stereotypes. Yeah. Um, and they had a lot of opportunity to get out the hood and just didn't. But yeah. it was still a great show nonetheless. Yeah. It was so shout show. out Norman Lear. Prayers to his family. Yes. Um, Despite right. his appropriation and microaggressions. Ye- through television. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, so, and think about it. Cause television is the gateway to a lot of people's homes. It is the gateway to people's homes. And also the ideas, media is, is gives ideas. So, um, all right. So this is a big one, and I'm kind of glad that we are, we've been off for a couple of weeks so we can actually address this one's now that the funerals and all the things have taken place. 
Um, a big, big, big rest up to Carlton Pearson. Yeah. Uh, American Christian minister, gospel music artist, pastor. He was a pastor of higher dimensions. Beverly Crawford. <clears throat> yeah. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, the who yeah. anybody who is in the gospel community and even preaching community like the like he gave them the platform and and I'm not gonna say made them but broke them. You know what I'm saying? Like the Noel Jones, the T D Jakes, the Juanita Bynums. Um he gave them the platform to then grow and then, you know, even T D Jakes used, you know, Azusa to kind of mirror his events like you know woman that are loose and mega fest and things of that nature so um carlton pearson uh was a mega church pastor at one point um big in the body of christ uh giant a, a legend um you know unfortunately he did have some some beliefs and thoughts that you know a lot of people in the church didn't want to discuss wasn't really prepared for disagreed yeah. with um, so unfortunately later on in his life, after he'd done all these amazing things, kind of had a split, uh, from, uh, what we consider our Pentecostal type churches, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. went over to more of the universalist church, right? Universal reconciliation, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed at a church called New Thought Congregation. It was in Chicago, um, was part of the also Unitarian church. Um, but with all that being said, um, I believe that if it had not been for Carlton Pearson, he kind of was the bridge to the next generation. He bridged, you know, different ethnic groups and racial groups um, in this Pentecostal thing. Um, he brought Pentecostalism to the forefront. Um, he, again, gospel music, you know, he brought our hand clapping, foot stomping, you know, um, <clears throat> devotional music to mainstream, if you consider it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so bless up to Carlton Pearson for all the things he's done. So we're praying for his family <clears throat> yeah. uh, and all those good things. Anything you want to say, Josh? No, I know they recently eulogi- eulogized him. He had his funeral not too long ago at Transformation Church where Transformation Church wouldn't be Transformation Church it it wouldn't without be. Carlton Pearson. Mm-hmm. Um, so Despite what we may have disagreed on, people, I'm saying we as people, you mm-hmm. cannot erase legacy. Just, yeah. You can't. Right? Me and Brian was a part of a church that reached an amazing height from a leader who actually had a similar fall, but had a a disgrace. But you can't erase what that person did to build that ministry to the point <laughs> that mm-hmm. it was. You just can't take it away. Right. right. Um, so we honor his legacy. Um, yeah. I'll leave it at that because I'm not going to tussle and argue with you girls. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we honor his legacy. And yeah, definitely. Because and even beyond all of that, he was somebody's father, brother, son, friend, all those things. So um, prayers and condolences. Yep. All right. So that is our bless up. So again, bless up Plessy and Michelle Obama. Rest up Gene Knight and Carlton. Was it Demetrius Pearson? It is Demetrius Pearson. It is Black Strong. And, I th- and was it like DM? Wasn't even a DM. Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> like D apostrophe M, like strong, strong black name. Okay, but that's it. I got some for you, Brian. Since, okay. Um, want to do this? Ready? Take us right on. Let's um vogue our way right on into oh. the billboard because <laughs> it's about to make some sense. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, who you came to see me? Who real life me don't make me? 
That's enough because I don't I, I can't get sued by Parkwood. Um, but Beyonce dropped a new album, not a new album, a new song. So if you went to go see the movie, which I know Brian hasn't done yet, because if you just hate Beyonce, Brian, just say that. When Renaissance I, came out, you said you didn't like it. You haven't went and saw the movie. Haven't saw the movie yet. And if you saw the movie, you would have had that. You would have had that that surprise reaction to the song because it was they played it in the last credits. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So Renaissance of Film came out um and it was it is the number one film in the box office right now. And it is amazing. So if you have seen Homecoming, her Coachella performance on Netflix, imagine mm-hmm. that, but around Renaissance. So she takes us backstage. She addresses a lot of the rumors. She even confirms low-key that Blue Ivy Carter is, in fact, her creative director. <laughs> Because there was a moment where they were talking about taking Diva out, and Blue was like, "No, you can't, not Diva." And then it cuts to Beyonce performing Diva. And you ain't no Diva <laughs> performing Diva in the show. Uh, we see all five girls backstage hugging together. Um, the oh. Destiny's Children. Mm-hmm. Um, that is Latavia, Latoya, Michelle, Kelly, and Beyonce. Um, mm-hmm. She talks about some of. Um, her challenge, what I loved about it the most, and I'll just give this away, um, especially since you ain't seen it yet, Brian, but I won't go too much into it. But one thing she talked about was even with as successful as she is, her challenges as a black woman and being a leader isn't any different. She mm-hmm. talked about how even though she's Beyonce, it's her show, she has to fight tooth and nail and tell people, I want this. I want mm-hmm. that. Make mm-hmm. that happen. And they'd be like, no, we can't. She was like, um, I've actually done some research. And it is possible, right? She had a few <laughs> examples and it was like, mm-hmm. but it was like, she even she said, as a black woman, I still have to fight for what I want and to prove to people like it can be done, that I'm right. Like they they don't believe me or mm-hmm. they're just too lazy to believe me. And I'm yeah. just like, it's so amazing that she's reached that height of her career mm-hmm. and the perils of being a black woman still pop up in her mm-hmm. face time and time. I, I was, not to say that I was shocked, but I was taken aback from, from mm-hmm. that a little bit though, bro. Cause it's like, if I work for Beyonce and she telling me she want a wider lens, I'm gonna go find a wider lens. Like I'm not gonna be like it can't be done. Like and what and that, that was one of the examples, bro. And she was like, mm, no, I actually looked it up and there is a wider lens. And she called like the name of it and everything. It was like, mm-hmm. why are y'all playing this woman's face? Like she's not a freaking creative genius. Like, <laughs> like, like she hasn't been doing this for like since '97 and yeah. way before that, really. But you know, almost 30 years, and yeah. she's been. How many tours? How many awards shows? You've done the Super Bowl. You've done you did the Super Bowl twice, technically, right? You know what I'm saying? You did your own personal show. Then you also did the one with uh the balloons <laughs> showing up on the screen. What was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the government is watching. <laughs> that was Parkwood. I'm sorry. We we'll take it out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what, did I, what did I do? Um, so yeah, so um, <laughs> do something, yeah. So, but there's Beyonce, like she's done these things, and I think it's funny thing. I'm it's the whole lazy to believe thing. I wrote that down because that's a word. You're too lazy to be, to believe that it can be done. Um, 
but like it's Beyonce, like she's done these things. So just yeah. be like, all right, we'll do it. We got you. Or you say, all right. If anything, even if you think you can't do it, I'd be like, okay. And then go and research it first before I said no. And then be like, <laughs> this is what I found out. And then then let her be like, oh, but did you do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, things can be done. It's Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you're done with this segment, but I do have a. You, have you okay. heard about her doing the sphere in Las Vegas? I've I've heard rumors about her residency. residency. Yep, there. Uh, I th- I think it's time. I will say I would love to see her do it. So. I think the residency for our generation has changed. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of that is, love it or hate it, Britney Spears, I think she was the one that helped change it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. Because residencies, as we know it, was like the Temptations. Yeah. Right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Lionel Richie. <laughs> you know, going on, you know, Smokey Robinson. Yeah. You know, even though he had this new album, we don't count that. You know, oh, those kind of people who are, you know, those people who kind of still got some gas in the tank, yeah. but can't really... They ain't doing tours. They ain't, you know, mm-hmm. they just kind of. But I think when boys to boys to men did one too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think with like boys to men and Britney Spears, I think they were kind of they changed it because especially Britney Spears, because although Britney Spears has had her challenges, mm-hmm. Britney Spears is in no way like done with like now. I don't know if she can ever reach like the um slave for you toxic era, Britney again. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe not. Yeah. But I also feel like if she like got in her bag, Britney could put another top charting album and tour yeah. out right so when she did a residency it's mm-hmm. like this is a culmination or like a celebration of my accomplishments accomplishments rather than the culmination of my career mm-hmm. right and i think that's what usher has proven to us and i think mm-hmm. that's what beyonce will show us as well the reason yeah. why i would want her to wait is even though i think i'm not gonna say usher's career died Usher career did do a dip with some of these like lackluster songs that he's mm-hmm. put in between. Mm-hmm. So I think this residency helped revive his yeah. career. And yeah. the revive by I mean is reminded us like, man, this nigga Usher is that, you know, he that dude, I, right? I think thanks. I would think it's one of them things, right? So and it exposed him through all the social media stuff, right? Yeah. To a new generation who may have been familiar with Usher, but they probably knew Usher most from the Summer Walker track. Mm-hmm. Than they did actual Usher. We just gotta be honest with that. Like people just don't like a certain generation may not know Usher like we know Usher, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, things change and evolve, and he's giving us an album now. I don't think Beyonce has had a dip. No, like Lemonade and I Am Sasha Fierce were kind of like her, not as her not her best bodies of work, but mm-hmm. she never dipped. She got quiet on us a few times, yeah. but she never Which she's dipped. known to do. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially since we already know Renaissance has three acts, mm-hmm. I think she should give us the final two and use the residency to be like, I'm finna retire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know what I'm saying? And then just be like Jay-Z, pop out on some features, yeah. start start back talking to us in interviews mm-hmm. again. Like, do I, I want her, I want to see her do, low-key what Aretha Franklin did. Mm-hmm. Like Rita Franklin started, you know, doing songs, awards, and doing interviews. Now Rita yeah. Franklin did a couple of albums that we didn't have to have, but toward the very <laughs> end of her career, she was just out here. She was just out here singing when she yeah. wanted to sing, mm-hmm. popped up, and then went back into her house and ate some fried chicken. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Beyonce still has very small children, and she's yeah. accomplished so much. So I think it's a great time to give us the next two acts mm-hmm. if she wants to, and dive deep into motherhood. You know, finish raising mm-hmm. her babies, and and yeah, so. I do hope that seeing how Terrell Grice has collected Destiny's Children like Infinity Stones, 
Yes, yes. And the fact that we saw them at the concert and in this um, kind of documentary movie, uh, I hope it comes. I will say this though, Latavia Roberson, I saw you on uh, with um, Carlos King. Yeah, mm-hmm. Carlos King is messy, like, and it could have been the editing, but the way you answer some of them questions, yeah, I don't think you said anything wrong, and I don't ever want you to feel like you can't tell your story. But don't you mess up this reunion for us. Right. <laughs> we want it to be DC5. Okay. Yeah. We want it. Because it could be DC4. It can be. Yeah. Because I, here's the thing. I feel like this is what I feel. This is how I feel Beyonce is going to be. She, it's going to be one of three options. No two at all. Because she messed it up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, DC4. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like. I ain't bringing Latoya back. If Latavia comes, so it's gonna be DC three, and y'all girls gonna leave. And I because because Latoya had to catch fate with her. At that because here is the thing: what's the point of bringing Latoya back if Latavia don't come? And not to say that yeah. Latoya yeah. makes Latavia, but the point of Latoya coming back would be because it's everybody past, present, future. So it's mm-hmm. like if Latavia ain't gonna be a part because she want to talk. DC three is what most people remember anyway. Yeah, <laughs> bring them on. It is what it you is. You know, Farrah ain't got a fighting chance of ever coming nowhere near the girls again. Not a chance. <laughs> so, Not um, a say chance. my name, say my name. Uh, <laughs> such a bad clip, Terrible. but yeah, man. Um, no, I love. I actually really like Latavia. I just hope that because I just know I know Carlos King's work, mm-hmm. and I just I really hope that that interview. If it's a tour in the which we hoping and praying that it is, hope that doesn't set it back. Hope that doesn't set it yeah. back. So yeah, that's her bag. Like don't don't ruin your bag. Girl. Don't ruin your bag, sis. This is your time to really, you know. We need because I think she mentioned saying that people keep asking for a solo album. I don't know that I'm people, but what I will say <laughs> is that this is your opportunity <laughs> to get back out there and do your thing, right? Yeah, you're, you're an accomplished songwriter, so you're getting these residuals, and you know, hopefully, yeah. you're getting them from Rise on the Wall, the self titled. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, come on, let's get out here. Let's do this. Let's just give it to do it for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we need. Just do it for yeah. the people. Yeah. Um, agreed. So, are you gonna watch the movie, Brian? Are you gonna go? I am gonna like, see because like, so there's, I I know Lauren wants to go see. It. She hasn't seen it yet. It's been a, a, it's been just tough recently trying to get some time to okay. go. But because uh, I took Brooklyn to see Trolls, and they're playing the Beyonce movie next door, and that thing was thumping. I was like, <laughs> it was thumping. So the theater we went to won the party party, but I've been seeing people doing the mute challenge, getting up dancing. Like mm-hmm. I was in my seat singing every song. So <laughs> and I didn't care who was in there looking at me. Jalen Jaden was like, Daddy. I was like, boy, shut up. This is my song. <laughs> so uh I would I want to go. I wish I would have went to Atlantic Station somewhere like in the city with a bunch of blacks. Mm-hmm. That's probably where it was the littest, but we went out here in Marietta and they was the girls was kind of quiet over here. Oh yeah. I think Midtown would be the place to go. Yeah, I'll say Midtown, Atlantic Station, Buckhead-ish, yeah. all up in there. Oh yeah. But what Matter of fact, we need like. to go to the South Decal Mall AMC. That's where you need to go. <laughs> that was probably lit. <laughs> they probably got fish dinners in the parking lot at that listen, one. That's what I want to go to. Listen. Uh, but I, I'm gonna go see it eventually. But if anything, I'm probably see if Lauren wants to go see it by herself sometime soon. Okay, and then so I, I'll go during the, during the daytime during work so. because it's 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 three hours. Yeah, it's, three solid hours. It's three. It's because <laughs> you get the full concert and you get behind the scenes, and you don't get full concert as in like half the song. You get like Coachella. You get the full concert plus. Mm. Yeah, you she give you every song, bro. Yeah. Uh, now yeah, she yeah. do some combined stuff where you see her changing outfits, but it's within the song, so it's just a mm-hmm. bunch of great editing. Um, 
Shout out to her for getting that bag, though, man. Because she gave us Coachella, like, straight to Netflix. She's and getting she, tickets and off she, of this joint. Like, you get doors. a little poster? I got a little poster. And I'm, and I'm sure she's going to get a bag for whatever streaming platform it goes to next. Oh, yeah. But did she, don't she got a, another $20 million deal or something with Netflix coming up or something crazy like that, I, I feel so. like? Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, businesswoman. All right. Um, standing in the vein of music, the Grammys are coming. You know, me and Brian are usually like Grammy heavy. Speaking of Beyonce, they uh, snubbed our girl last year. Um, but this year, it's um, you know, redemption can happen in some ways. SZA, one of Brian's favorite people, I think she sings in cursive. But um, <laughs> never, <laughs> nevertheless, she is leading the Grammys with nine nominations this year. And there are a lot of notable black artists who are also just out here doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Worship by um, John um, Baptiste is up for Record of the Year. Um, also in the same category is Oh My Mama featuring Victoria Monet. Mm-hmm. I'm oh loving God. this for Victoria Monet. Uh, mm-hmm. She's one of the few artists that look like she also went through artist development. Um, mm-hmm. Just when I've seen clips of her performing and how she's navigating interviews and her songs. And what I love, what I love about this the most is that she's proving the whites wrong. The VMAs did not let her perform this year, Brian. Because mm, they mm. told her her career was not developed enough. Mm. And this woman is nominated for multiple Grammys. Yeah. And yet you told the VMA, the Video Music Awards. Mm. Racist. MTV has been racist, though. So. Since the beginning. Since yeah. the beginning. But um, that is that. In album of the year, we got um, John Baptiste again for World Music Radio. Uh, also in that category is The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet. I don't, I'm not strongly confident that it's gonna win, but Brian, mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my Apple Music to kind of update. I'm gonna tell you the only reason why, because it told me I listened to 666 minutes of Drake, and I said I don't believe in this 666. So let me play oh. a little bit more Drake <laughs> to change the minutes. Otherwise, I'm because it's it's accurate. It seems accurate to my year. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like that number, so that's why I had to reveal my year. Okay, <laughs> but Janelle Monae was like my number. Two or three, I think number three. I think it was Kirk, Beyonce, Janelle. Because I played the skin off of Age of Pleasure. Mm. It was a great body of work. Yeah. And I'm not a, I've never been into Janelle on this level, but that body mm-hmm. of work was great. So I'm loving to see that she getting her flowers. Also in that same category for album of the year, SOS by SZA. Um, Song of the year, notable nominations. Um, yeah. Butterfly by John Baptiste. Nobody, I'm about to say nobody black, but John Baptiste is in that one. Best new artist, Ice Spice, Coco Jones. Okay. Jeanette, uh, Victoria Monet. Um, you know, and the list goes on. Metro Boomin is up for um producer of the year. Metro love Metro Boomin. All right. Um, so there it is. Best solo performance. Is Doja Cat black? I think she's black, but she don't I don't know if she identifies with us. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, we'll let that alone. Um, best pop <laughs> duo of the year, SZA featuring Phoebe Bridgers, Ghost in the Machine. I don't have no idea what a Phoebe Bridgers is or you know no. was. Um, but the Blacks are, are, are nominated up and down, up and through here. So go check that out. Um, I'll try to catch glimpses of the Grammys. I can't sit down and watch award shows like that. Yeah. Um, they just, they're a lot. Speaking of, the Soul Trade Awards happened. They were cool. Kiki did a great job. My biggest highlight were two things. One, mm-hmm. the sisters with voices. Oh, yes. They sang Rain, Brian. Mm-hmm. It sounds it? like the record. Mm-hmm. Them girls sing. Yeah. What blessed me the most about this was Lily. 
Mm. And I tell you, she was rocking side to side like an alto in a choir. <laughs> Why Coco and um and uh, Taj was giving you sexy um sexy milf. Oh. Lily was Lily was giving you choir girl. She was rocking. She was like all the things. Ray, down, down, uh, oh me. She was just rocking. I was like, she was I said, all the, I uh, said, Sunny, Sunny, Sunny morning listen, choir. Was I, said, that, uh, I, said, I said, Lily, feel the song. And um <laughs> and then uh, our friend of the podcast, friend of real life, Steve F. Ting, sang mm. behind Money Long, and he was the vocal coordinator for her entire performance. So shout right. out to that. Um, people on the Jigsaw doing good things. Um, last but not least, there has been a lot of talk about sexual assaults and cases coming up in the news. And me and Brian just wanted to say this. Well, I'm going to start off, and Brian, I'm, I'm going to throw it to you. Go for we it. We can't scream protect black women if we're not actually going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. I think one of the glaring things that was very apparent when Megan was going through what Megan was going through, we were begging for evidence and this and that mm-hmm. and all these different kind of things. When it came mm-hmm. to Diddy, we was like, well, well, why they stay so long? Or why they mm-hmm. just not talking now? Like yeah. nobody never denied any allegations, any right. of the alleged allegations, but we never we never questioned. We we put it back on the women. We put it back yeah. on the on the victims, right? Like, why did they wait and it's so like, long? right? Why'd you wait so long? Why you why you do that? Um, but that's because New York said you got one year mm-hmm. to wrap this stuff up, mm-hmm. and it was coming up on there. We got to think about the courage it takes sometimes to do that. Yep. Um, what that means. Also, got to understand that in the United States, everything is not going to get criminally prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So, the United States is terrible about a lot of things. One thing that they do provide is that hey, if you can't get justice, you can get your bag. Um, you know, and whether you agree or disagree with that, that's just kind of the way our system works. Yep. Um, so that's and then the fact that if the allegations are true, it's not it wasn't the best look that it was resolved with the Diddy case specifically in probably less because it got to us in 24 hours, mm-hmm. probably less than 24 hours. So that says a lot. Because if I'm truly, I'm gonna say it like this, because I, I ain't got no allegiance to any record labels or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm fighting something, Brian, of that magnitude, you better believe I'm fighting tooth and nail. Yeah. It ain't going to be a day. It ain't going to be a day. We're going to court. We're doing whatever we got to do. Yeah. So I'm not saying that that is an admittance of guilt. What I am saying, though, is that is interesting. It is. That is interesting, right? And we got to be in a space to where when black women, when we talk about these things, we don't get quiet. We don't make excuses. It is what it is. Believe these women. There is evidence. There are other people coming out with support. And not just theory. There are other people who are coming out with their own stories and interviews that seem kind of sketch. And, you know, I know we some of these people are beloved in the hip-hop industry, but it does not take away. The two things can be true. You mm-hmm. could have gave us. We see the man in Chicago. You could give yeah. us plenty of bops. Yep. Right, you can pin some of the best songs and be a terrible person. Both things can be true. Yep. Right. So that's what that is, and I just want to call out niggas and women who mm-hmm. are talking about you ain't no real victim. I don't see the victim. Like Paula yeah. J. Parker, girl. Um. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm disappointed. Um. But I'm not surprised because the internet mm-hmm. go internet, right? And people yeah. gonna be people gonna be who they are. Um. Yep. And I'll just leave it at that, Brian. Uh, I couldn't say anything more than that. Um, believe folks, trust people. Um, and even within this New York thing, there's way more non celebrities that were involved in these mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. And you never know why somebody didn't do anything, why they were silenced or felt silent. And especially someone like Diddy, like, nigga, at one point, Diddy, like, ruled the world. You know what I'm saying? And, like, shout out to. Mr. Huxtable, like, nah, but I don't want to say Mr. Huxtable because that's a different person. That's an individual. But Bill Cosby, like, he ruled the world at one point. So 
you can't go against, you know, for lack of better words, gods. You know what I'm saying? Like people who who would get away with anything, believe anything. So uh, shout out to those folks, one, who are standing up and saying, hey, this happened to me, you know, and speaking up because that can be helping somebody else. That can be deliverance for them. That could be, you know, all kind of things for them, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, accountability is accountability. So uh, culture needs to change. It has been changed, I do believe, but um, things like this are in the right direction of um, of that. And um, real quick, the reason why I was looking down is mm-hmm. I you talked about your um, your artists and stuff like that. I kind of want to see who my top three was um, and not including like Brooklyn's stuff. <clears throat> okay. uh, it was Music Soul Child, Usher, and Boys to Men. Such a sap. All right, so we'll 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 talk. We'll officially reveal those on the last episode of the year, as we always do. Um, But boys to men, with that with that being said, I still didn't accept it. Um, We have a guest in the living room. We do. Um, Brian's LB, yo, my frat brother, Mm -hmm. Um, and Gazi is here to talk to us about how we navigate the tech space, the future of tech, all those good things. So if you want to give you one of the girlies that want to get in tech, if you're trying to figure out how you navigate transition to the space, or just want to learn some stuff because you're tired of being your mama's IT person, mm-hmm. this is the conversation you tap into. So grab your drinks, grab your USB cords, your drives, all those different <laughs> kind of things, and let's go have this good living room conversation. Let's rock. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you for sticking around for the living room. And we are super mm-hmm. excited because we have a friend, we have a brother in real life, uh, friend line brother my, my line brother uh frat brother josh right mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> from the noble clan i missed the i missed the red memo but i put my wrist man on <laughs> you know so i wore something you know for the you know, crimson red family you know something that we can I got a paddle in the bag that counts i saw that i don't, I don't know what the paddle is we don't you know we don't believe in it i just i just bought it I just bought it because they made it. <laughs> These you hands know? don't haze. <laughs> I don't use it. It's just steals on the shelf. <laughs> uh, but we do have uh, Ngazi Easy. Uh, he uh, is, uh, I guess he's going to explain his official title um, and introduce himself to the folks. So Easy, can you do us favors and introduce yourself for those that don't already know you, who you are, what you do? Absolutely. Great to be here. My name is Ngazi Easy. I'm the Chief Information Security Officer at Levi Strauss and Company. All right. He's, imp- he's important, y'all. He's important. <laughs> I said it's one of those big titles, right? What is it? What does a chief information security officer do? Yeah. Well, tell us what do they do? What do it's they? a lot of different ways. So yeah. I effectively lead uh, the cybersecurity program for the organization. So as you know, Levi's is a 167-year-old company, one of the world's most recognized brands um, outside of Coca-Cola, McDonald's, et cetera. You know Levi's, right? So mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. long-standing brand. I mean, so much of our um, our world is really just kind of based on a digital platform. Well, you know, our responsibility is to protect the company and the brand from all those digital threats that lie out in quote-unquote cyberspace, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to help mm-hmm. lead the organization, um, everything from training to um, validating the security posture of our third-party vendors. Um, to working with application and digital owners across the organization, making sure that we have the right controls and processes in place to protect the organization. Awesome. All right. So it's perfect because this conversation is going to be surrounding uh, black tech 
Um, Josh just recently went to Afrotech, uh, and Josh is an amazing there. writer and journalist uh, who covers a lot of Afrotech and Blavity. Was it Blavity? Afrotech and Blavity connection? Is that what it is? Just you know, Afrotech is one of Blavity's verticals. Yeah, got there. it. So he covers that. So we thought it would be a great time and opportunity since Afrotech just happened. Uh, to bring on a good friend and brother to discuss. And I got a quick question, yeah. Ryan, before we get into it. Okay, of course. Do you only wear Levi's easy? Most of the time. <laughs> most of the time when I'm on calls, I always represent the brand. And if I go out to external speaking engagements, things like that, more than likely you'll find me in some type of Levi's or Docker gear. Or we just had an uh, acquisition last year of okay. Beyond Yoga, so a competitor to Lululemon. Hmm. Uh, so I'm. So I'm loving that, right? I'm, I work out. I work from home, right? So you know, I'm obviously based in Atlanta, uh, and our organization's based in the Bay Area. But you know, I love being in my kind of yoga pants all day. So yeah, that works. Kind of TMI, but it, the, the comfort is, <laughs> you know. Hey, is, I have uh, them basketball like, shorts right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, they say you know, it's like you know, business up top, you know, party on the bottom, and that's just kind of been our our. our are uh, staying since COVID, so that's the way it is. Yeah, and Levi's is a solid pair of denim. It, it is. It's a solid. It's, they stand the test of time. It is. It is. Yeah, well, you know, the, 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 it's it's better than you think, right? And so here's here's one thing that we've done. We've kind of commoditized our company a little bit, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. you can get the product in Kohl's and other wholesalers, but we've really got some great premium products in store, mm. right? So our our outlet stores and our other verticals in store or on our site. There's a premium, uh, there's a premium label, mm -hmm. much, much better, you know, quality kind of sounds like I'm an infomercial, but it's a, it's a, it's okay. a big difference. Right. And that, and not, we don't always communicate that super well. It's fine. Uh, and with that same line, what does that employee discount look like? Is that solid? <laughs> I don't know. It just depends. Right. <laughs> It's about sixty percent for us. Really? That's that's solid. Listen, I would yeah, be I would yeah. buying these and selling them things. Yeah. I'd be a nice little retail store. Kind of answers the question. Uh, you know, are you and Levi's a lot? Yeah, yeah. You know, most of the time. That's sixty percent. That's yeah. really good. Really oh yeah, right. And I work for like Lincoln Financial. So there's really no discounts. There's nothing I can get discounted. I can't like you know. What's a you know life insurance right? Uh, yeah, we don't get discounts for that. Life insurance or annuities oh, wow. or 401ks, yeah. none of that stuff. So. I, I, that's like, that'd be some really powerful stuff to get discounts on. Right. Maybe. That's the stuff we need. Or, or an extra match or something. 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 They we have, take this paycheck, huh? Yeah, we get access that, to like stuff that happens at Lincoln Financial Field, but I live in Atlanta, so it's like, you know, can't really take it. Where's that? Is that Philly? Philly, yeah. 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 Well, uh, we've got Levi Stadium out there in San Francisco. And, but, you know, obviously getting out there. Although my wife almost had me out there for the Beyonce concert for um, Renaissance Part Two. So yeah, same, 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 same. All right, Josh. Anything before we get into Culture Code? No, let's get into it. All right. So Culture Code for those that aren't are new to the show uh, and to our illustrious guest, uh, we have a game called Culture Code where we ask different questions, this or that, to kind of get a gauge of who our guest is. And oftentimes on shows, they'll say stuff like, you know, your answer won't be judged, but that's a lie here at this show. Your answer <laughs> will be judged. Side eyes will be given. Uh, you know, arguments may be ensued. Uh, and let's get down to it. Are you ready for it? 
This isn't a setup to take my black card, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. No, we don't take black cards. <laughs> no, we just, we just, you could. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, so we have it's different categories. We have t- film and television. We got uh, May or May I do fashion since, you know, you work for Levi's. Uh, we do music, and then we often have, like, a finish this line. Okay? So mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with uh, film and television, and I know that you are kind of like the black nerd like me, so I'm going to give you some things that might normally not be asked on this show. Okay? So let's, uh, let's do Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. Oh, out of the gate, huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Josh <just> wow. <laughs> um, wow. So let me ask a clarifying question. Okay. I would assume when you say Game of Thrones, you mean the TV show. Yes, the TV show. We're doing strictly TV show. All the okay. seasons. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> Listen, I uh, read all the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, listen to them, you know, audio, all the books uh, several times. All the watch the shows, of Game of Thrones, several times. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of the best pieces of film in American history or cinematic history. Period. Mm. I mean, the character development, the landscape, endless. You know, you prequels, sequels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. name it, right? But I think Breaking Bad, one to five, yeah. as a product, yeah. was perfection. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, Game of Thrones, it either went a little too long, or you know, they rushed those kind of last seasons, mm-hmm. which kind of because they they were running away with it, so they kind of. In this particular case, I'd say Game of Thrones snatched defeat out the jaws of victory, right? By going on too long, and so, but I think Breaking Bad is, yeah, just I, I, I kids near perfect. Yeah, I, mean, I, I once the Warriors twins show up, yeah, and and, 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 and Gustavo Fring, oh, can't be into the picture. Yeah. <laughs> all of that Josh has no all of that Josh hasn't seen Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad <laughs> oh really really no really yeah so man okay What's your <laughs> my favorite show yeah of like all time yeah living single um if we're going okay like shows like that Oh no no no! It doesn't matter. I mean, because uh, okay, I thought you know, because I mean, because that's a it's a thirty minute sitcom. But if we're going no, like the single, yeah, was the blueprint for one of the best shows ever. Like Friends, they they stole oh. their concept pretty much. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, and then you know profited. We talk about that quite a bit on yeah, like two okay. days. Yeah, we're, <laughs> you know? we're bitter about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, um, Fubu or Rockaware. Mm. Mm, Rockware mm-hmm. okay. started showing up in uh, Walmart, and that just kinda... <laughs> it kind of kills it. Kills it. I understand that. Yeah, makes <laughs> sense. Uh, let's do some music here. Let's do. Uh... Uh, still back in the day, Rockware. Rockware. Rockware was solid though. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, New Jack Swing or Neo Soul? Neo Soul. Mm. Neo Soul. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. One album you cannot live without. Mm. One album I could not live without. Jay Z, the Black Album. Okay. Oh, okay. So, was that the first one we've got? That's the first time we heard that one, Brian? Yeah. 
first time I feel like we were, we've heard Jay-Z Blueprint. But yeah, Jay-Z Blueprint, have, we've heard that. Jay-Z Blueprint <laughs> is usually like the, if it's a Jay-Z album, it's usually Blueprint. Um, mm-hmm. The black album, we don't really hear. Well, usually people say, it's usually a Jay-Z album that people can't live without, which is interesting mm-hmm. on the show. Well, you know, really, I wanted to say Sounds of Blackness. That's really. <laughs> and Nesby. <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, because I think optimistic is just black boy joy. It's just as long as you keep your head to the sky. Yeah. You can I mean it's it's uh <laughs> for years it's got me through. But so yeah. yeah. That's just the one song. Outside of that, it's uh you know that works. We 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 love hip hop here, so you know we, yeah. we, you can never go wrong with Jay Z. Speaking of that, have you heard New Blue Sun? Who? New Blue Sun. No. Andre's no. new flute album? No? No, I have not. Okay. So it's, it's okay. You're not missing anything. It's Walk like, in any elevator in America. Yeah. You've heard New Blue Sun. Oh, is that uh, <laughs> Andre's new album? Yeah, fact, I, I uh, no, I haven't. And <laughs> but is it is it an urban legend or is it true that he played the flute on at the beginning of one of the future songs? Mask off? Apparently, exactly. yes. I think what he said is that he's played on a lot of songs, big name artists, songs that we love, but he wasn't credited intentionally because he was trying to just practice on those songs. So, but he didn't really mention, I didn't see any interview where he mentioned what specific songs he actually played on. Yeah. Were you disappointed with the. Uh, I wasn't disappointed. I think if he wouldn't have given us the, the disclaimer that it wasn't going to be hip hop at all. Um, yeah. I, I was, I wasn't disappointed because I, I, to me, I, I I know what it is. It's it's like meditation music. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like just if you want to do yoga or meditate or, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what it gives. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm not really hmm. disappointed though, uh, in what it is. Uh, and also he said that he just was free flowing. There was no, he said there was no structure in what he was. He was just playing. Oh, we can tell. Yeah, yeah. And he he's, was like, uh, he was like the person that he said, I was ne- he said, he said, I never freestyle. Like I've never freestyled rapped. Like I wrote everything down, yeah. and then but I'm freestyling in this. I'm like, yeah, you you can tell, but it's just like, okay, freestyle on the flute. Yeah, and it's like ten minute songs of just fruit flute freestyling. So okay, I mean, listen, yeah. I, I remember enjoying my recorder, so I can't <laughs> the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, uh, but uh, I, I, th- I think the only thing I push back against is that, you know, obviously he's a grown man. He can't push back against a great, but mm-hmm. he said at his age, he doesn't have anything to talk about or rap about. And I'm sure people would be excited to hear a rap saying, I don't give a toot. I learned how to play a flute or something. And people would love it from him. Because anything. Anything he said, he he said no one's right about him doing uh, getting colonoscopy, but I'm pretty sure he can make a good song about going to the doctor. And I bet you our colon, uh, I bet you our stats be up in that particular area as well. Easy, easy. So I think, and I think Joshua had the same argument like that. That's bull. You call bull on. I call bull on him saying he didn't have nothing to talk about because he's 48. I think he had more to talk about. I think exactly because what about these 20 years of silence? There's so much that's happened. Tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Tell the story. You have kids. Parent passed away. You're living in a different lifestyle. You ran against the fact, running around from the fame. Like, there's so many things you can talk about. Every time he drops on a feature, it's amazing. Exactly. 
the because so I was excited when Killer Mike's album came out and he was on that Scientists and Engineers. Mm-hmm. Although Killer Mike killed that that whole piece, just great album. Josh Josh doesn't context. Josh doesn't like Killer Mike. So. I don't, but I listened to that because of you, Brian. What's good album? And, it, all, and, it, yeah. and it wasn't a bad album. It was. Yeah. I, have, I give Killer Mike credit where it's due. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think that's going to say the rest of the Culture Cool questions for the end. Uh, let's kind of get into some of this black tech conversation. Uh, Josh, you want to start off or you want me to kick it off? Sure, I can start it off. So one of the things that consistently pops up in, in that side of my world um, of work <clears> is this whole concept of diversity in tech, right? Everybody wanted to say that they're Diversifying tech, and I think it's it's I see it happening. I see the stats, right? But there's also been a ton of layoffs, right? Which has impacted diversity in tech. From your perspective, um, do you think this is an effort, which I believe, right, con- that needs to continue? And how have you seen it personally in your line of work? We should certainly continue to democratize access to technology on behalf of people of color. Period. Right? Um, I think that people of color should explore careers and roles in technology and kind of remove those in, those barriers, right? Especially in the, from a career standpoint. We are some of the biggest users and engagers on a lot of these different platforms and we kind of make it pop, right? We make, you know, Facebook pop, make, you know, Instagram pop, Black sure. Twitter is... Yeah is renowned right uh from tiktok to you know what clubhouse right (laughs) you know uh to to all the other ones so we know how to use technology or be used by technology and platforms from that perspective but i think we have a um i think there's a little bit of a barrier to entry from an education standpoint Mm -hmm. at times um but I think we have the core competency and I think we have the talent and ability to break down those barriers. So we should absolutely continue to, to pursue it. Uh, one of the things you mentioned as it relates to layoffs, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough economic climate we're in, right? Things go up and down, but even through that, we should weather that storm and still pursue careers in technology because what other careers are there, right? From my perspective, Everything is going to be technology based. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's going to be very few. Like, for example, I think I saw some other times, unless unless you're going to go to trade school and become a plumber or a, uh, a barber or something that are true trade crafts, I think deep technology skills is, is really going to be necessary to continue to separate and grow uh, over the next few decades. Okay. And that's, I'm glad you said that. So I'm going to go back to go forward. You said that as far as the barriers to entry, uh, the necessity for uh, black folks to kind of get into tech, what was your introduction to the tech world tech space, but then also your, I guess your, um, your entry into that space uh, to get to where you are now? Hmm. I mean, we tell the story hundreds of different ways, right? I think, I think for me, it was just growing up with a love of technology, Star mm-hmm. Wars, just being a kid mm-hmm. and, and, you know, even though, um, you know, I kind of grew, I grew up in the, you know, the quote unquote hood. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't limited to just, you know, hip hop and, and basketball. Right. So my, my worldview, uh, was extremely broad. 
Uh, well, then when I but when I went to college, right, I went to school focused as a business major, and mm-hmm. I took a um, and I had a work study job in the University of Cincinnati's um, IT stock room, mm-hmm. right. So I wasn't like on the front lines; I was in the stock room, uh, but. Uh, and so I would go get parts for the engineers, Cat5 cables, routers, switches, telephones, whatever they needed to service the hospital and the University of Cincinnati's network. But I asked questions and I was curious. And one of the engineers that came in, that drove a nice car. Uh, you know, I asked the question. I was, you know, and he, he asked, hey, I need a router. And I knew those things were under lock and key, right? So I'd have to go get the key, unlock it, bring it to him. And then he said, I said, well, hey, well, what does this do? And he said, you know what? This is uh, about a six six white guy, country dude, mm-hmm. talk just like uh, Foghorn Leghorn from Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he said, "I'll come out and I'll show you," and he, and he did. Right, so I started collecting all these skills because it got me out of the stock room. Mm-hmm. Right, I, you know, I was installing routers and switches, and so then uh, at that time, I won't say what date, but the University of Cincinnati changed their network, right? And so they did a whole state-of-the-art gigabit Ethernet network. They brought Cisco in. And then I sat with their experts and started just asking them questions that I learned about networking, subnetting, super subnetting. And then I started getting certifications. And then the entire industry kind of blew up around me. And then I kind of backed into technology and security from that standpoint. But it was it was ultimately um, just remaining curious, right? Uh, you know, around my surroundings. Okay. Um, that's a great story that how you get into the, to the field. I guess now that we've gone through there, talk about the barriers, um, <clears throat> like sustainability in the industry in terms of that, like, is there continuing education that you have to do uh, that? Everything is always switching. Everything's always changing. Like, what does it take for somebody? Most of us, like, you know, the technology continue to advance and evolve how to stay current with technology or is there something you see in the future that we probably need to be on top of uh, before we get there? I think you just have to have the the mindset to stay curious, stay focused. Um, I think behind me, I've got, uh, I don't know if you can see it behind the Tony Stark infinity gauntlet, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) you got the Steve Jobs quote, stay hungry, stay foolish. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you have those kind of, core um, tenants within you, you'll be able to keep up, right? Because you'll, you, you got to stay relevant. You got to stay reading. You got to say what's up, you know, what's coming out, whether it's quantum computing or, you know, AI or anything like that. So um, I try to stay aware, just abreast, even if it's just reading articles, right? But you certainly see the abreast, stay abreast of what's happening. I want to go back a little bit though, because you talked about your particular journey. And one of the things that has been, I know, increasingly popular is these untraditional pathways into tech, right? So I've seen a lot of, um, I'll call them peers, right, who are pivoting into the tech industry with zero tech background. And one of the ways they're doing it is through sales, right? So mm-hmm. are you seeing that that is an oversaturated market as it, as it pertains to tech? Or are there other ways that people can make that pivot, maybe through certifications or just an interest in something that gets them in the door, um, with maybe not, and then and then I want here's the other thing I want to. It's a part B. Even thinking about like non traditional companies as tech, right? You work for Levi's, and when it comes to my brain, I think about jeans. I don't think about technology, right? So one, how are how are you seeing people pivot into the tech industry, and then two, how can we expand our worldview as it pertains to what a tech organization even is? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, tech's the store for technology, right? And everyone's leveraging technology uh, in order to achieve their objectives, right? So we leverage technology on different platforms, from a sizing, from dynamic pricing to provide better value to our consumers, um, to provide, you know, uh, you know, more stickiness with our consumers, right? So we can offer them promotions yeah. uh, on the spot, you know, on the spot discounts, things of that nature to help reward that all to continue to, you know, generate more business on a part of the organization. Uh, and kind of answering your first question, I, I come from a non-traditional tech path, right? I backed into this, right? I was in a stock room, pulling cable, unboxing mm-hmm. stuff, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a, this wasn't a, I was in a, um, I was not in a, a sexy tech job, mm-hmm. right? I kind of created that lane for myself. Um, I think that people have more transferable skills than they give themselves credit for. Mm-hmm. And I think people underestimate the value of picking it up a book and just reading it mm-hmm. and then applying what you read. I mean, that's what I did. I think the first five or six, well, like best first four or five certifications I got, it was because I went to a bookstore, bought a book and read it. Right. So uh, let me tell you again, I, there was another engineer at the University of Cincinnati. I, I kind of idolized him. He was a young black guy, smart. He had all these certifications. I was like, oh, man, that guy's it. And I was reading about it. I said, OK, I want to get in the tech. I want to grow. So I got to go to this boot camp. I got to do this and that. And I'm looking it up. Boot camps was two, three, four, five thousand, you know, mm. college student. It was like, oh, I can't do that. That's, that might as well be sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 at the time. I was like, I can't, how am I going to do this? So I asked him one day, I said, man, what, what boot camp did you go to? And he looked at me, he said, man, I went to Barnes. It was like a say, it was like, a, <laughs> like a sage secret. He said, Man, I went to Barnes and Noble. And I bought the book and I read it. You know, that's like, ooh, that's a deep. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it felt like an oracle of wisdom had been deposited. Yeah. Right? But he was right. You just go to. I went. To, I just started going to Barnes and Nobles, and I looked. I'm like, you know what? I want to learn about networking. I opened it up. I think I understood maybe the introduction. Mm. Then I started reading it and I didn't expect to know everything, but I just read it. I just ingested it. Um, and I and I think we underestimate our ability to be self-taught. And I would say, listen, that was 20 years ago. That was my that was my journey. Mm, okay. Um, I think today there's tons more information from YouTube videos to Google to Chat GPT, right? You can go into Chat GPT and say, hey, open AI, say, hey. How can I learn about, you know, cybersecurity? And then, you know, and it'll return a prompt that's perfect. So like it's it's kind of like just because we have more information, that doesn't make it easier, kind of like harder to sift through. But if you have that ultimate desire to stay curious, hungry, focused, yeah, I mean you'll 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 make it happen. I love that. Yeah, I love it too, because it's the fact of like <clears throat> oftentimes you there aren't the mentors that can kind of give you information, right? Or they or they try to gatekeep the information, right? And he could have mm-hmm. been like, oh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to keep this information to myself because I don't want somebody getting in my lane. Or mm-hmm. he literally just gave you the information. He gave you the, the, the like, and it's funny because he gave you simple advice, 
Like, niggas just go to the bookstore and buy it. Like, it's not, it's not something, you know what I'm saying, crazy, but it's the fact that oftentimes we think that um, the barriers of entry or the way to get into certain industries and things of that nature, um, it's just, just tough. And even within that, I feel like most career, not most career, unless you're like a doctor, right? Uh, a lot of careers nowadays is really just going to the bookstore and just buying the book and and find the information. To your point earlier, like transferable knowledge and information, like my career, um, I don't need to go to college to get do what I'm doing. Really just have some level, certain level of personality, no products, be able to you know talk to people. Most jobs are really like that. As long as you can get in there, get the certification or whatever, you can pretty much do what you got to do and make a solid amount of money. Um, cybersecurity. Um, technology is continuing to grow, um, get new AI, things of that nature. What are some tips that you would probably provide to us to, you know, nowadays we're more sensitive about our, our information being stolen, our identity being stolen, um, people hacking and scamming and things of that nature, the government spying on us. What are some tips, uh, that you would give us folks, maybe three tips that you would give us to protect or make sure that our networks or whatever we have is secure? Wow, that's a that's a big one, right? So I think the difficulty is so much of your information is bought and sold, right? And if you're on a social media platform, just remember, you know, if you're not getting paid, you are the product, right? You know, so <laughs> you are, you know, generating the value. So by, you know, going interacting with Instagram, Facebook and all these other things, you're agreeing to share your information. So when you um, sign off on these end user license agreements deep mm. within there, within the privacy policy, it'll typically say your data can be bought and sold. Um, be aware of that type stuff. So, you know, be aware of that, um, you know, minimize your exposure to cookies, right? Mm. Which is, um, the just technology. be accepting them all. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we, we just blindly, yeah, we blindly do it, but then our data is being scraped and being added to shadowware. And then we said, you know, it could be picking up anything. You could say to your wife, you can say, Hey, you know, let's go to the grocery store and, and get a ham for Thanksgiving. And then you go back to your computer and ham is right in front of you. Yeah. Like, Hey, what's going on? And not realizing you may have given some of that away that you've allowed your microphone, whatever's to be captured to be bought and sold or even, even playing games, right? Downloading games, things that are innocuous that you would, Hey, I just want to play the solitaire and I'm not trying to do anything special, but even in that end user license agreement, they're able to scrape. Um, so just be aware uh, of those things. And I think the last thing is uh, you might want to consider looking at data brokers, and reaching out to them and have them erase your data, right? So those data brokers that that go out and collect and store um, a lot of your personal information, um, you 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 do have the ability to have them delete it, right? If they if you know it's out there, so your data is not being constantly bought. So it's a little bit fighting against the machine, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, and I want to say it's a little, it's an uphill battle, right? Mm. Because so much of our data, so much of our reliance is on technology. Um, but those are just ways that, you know, you could certainly do, um, and just make common sense, right? Don't use the same password, username and password. <laughs> use a password manager. I, I gave about 10 tips, right? But no, I'm good. listen, all the tips. No, listen, because <laughs> people out here using password one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a thing called, um, Let's, let's be honest, you know, 80% of these attacks from a cyber perspective 
it's just like they're like shooting fish in a barrel, you know, like they're like fishing with dynamite. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so it's like these basic low level attacks. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a hack in one area. The hackers take that information. They sell it on the dark web. I, low level threat actor, just come along. You know what? I'll just buy, you know, 200 credentials and then I'll just replay those credentials against Nike.com, against Levi.com or whatever. Because most people use the same username and password. They were a part of one particular breach. Now, all of a sudden, your username and password is available to everyone else. Mm. Now they can get into your bank account and really, you know, they can get into your, um, you know, your retirement account. They can get into your payroll, change your payroll to theirs. I've seen a lot of this, right? Mm. All because I didn't want to use, I use the same username and password. Jesus. You know, so password managers, right? I, you know, I see the, the, the you know, you know, you know, Brian, I, I pound you with memes constantly, but you do. There's the there's the <laughs> meme of I ain't got no more passwords left in me. <laughs> For real, <I> <laughs> uh, that's why I mean, password <laughs> managers are so important. Like I don't try to remember them. I copy and paste. You know, just but it helps you. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are some basic, uh, you know, cybersecurity, you know, personal privacy hygiene tips. So, would you recommend the two step authentication situation at all for time. some of those sites? Okay. At all time, I got them because I because yeah. I've, I've gotten the email from Instagram that says um, reset your password, but I didn't request that. Nope, delete it, ignore yeah. it, mm-hmm. delete it, I ignored it, and yeah, now I have the I got to go get the code and the. But some of that could be phishing too, right? Mm-hmm. That could be a threat actor saying, "Hey, let me masquerade as Instagram and say, hey, mm-hmm. come to this link down here mm-hmm. and you know pick up your new prize money or, or re-sign in.'" And if you don't remember it, you know, usually companies, I'm not, I don't want to talk about us, but you know, I'm sure we all have dealt with bill collectors. If they mm-hmm. want you, they'll, they'll call back. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, if Instagram offering you prize money, don't you, <laughs> we not that lucky. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. Not that don't lucky, do that. Right? You made me think about something real quick. How, and this is, you know, probably less professional and more just cultural. How have, and I'm sure you might get this. Have have you had to be your family specifically to older family members? Their mm. personal IT. I, I can't find my Zoom, but <laughs> a flashlight on my on my. Uh, I just I just saw somebody's Instagram story. They were at a, a, a Anita Baker a Babyface concert, mm-hmm. and baby, and they, she said the average age was like 50, 50 55. and Babyface asked everybody <laughs> to turn to turn the uh, the lights on on their phone. She said seven flashlights came on because <laughs> the whole crowd was struggling. <laughs> the whole crowd was struggling, <laughs> but how to do it? And she oh, was no. like, all the aunties was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> because he, he he was he did shoot in tribute to Whitney. It was like, let's do it. And Whitney got no tribute from the aunties that night oh, because okay. the stadium oh, stayed dark. Don't, don't do us like that. So, don't so like how that. do you navigate being like oh, who you are, but then like everybody put it on you too? Like install yeah. my TV, plug up my internet. How I get, where the button's at? <laughs> you know, I, I haven't done with it too much. My mom's okay. not too bad. Like mom's gets a pass. She gets whatever mm. she needs. Okay. She, she tickles me a little bit. She says, you know, new iPhone 15 come out. She hear us talking about, well, I want it. <laughs> you know, right. You know, what you what you want? You want the, the new uh, terabyte of data storage? You want a new camera? You, you got what you need. You're good. Mm-hmm. So, 
but no, I I haven't really dealt with that too much. And and for my family, I got a small family, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't, it's not that bad, right? And so they, but early new, and plus my family's back in Cincinnati and I'm in Atlanta, so that's another part that probably are you are lucky. Me. You are lucky because I'm all here in Tennessee and my mama from Memphis and be Listen. like. That Amazon yeah. thing you yeah. gave me ain't working. Side right, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can absolutely, I can absolutely see that. I can see that. Yeah, my mom called me like, uh, "How do you upload videos to YouTube?" And if I watch YouTube, <laughs> is it my channel or is it somebody? I'm like, I don't YouTube YouTube like that. Mom, I don't really know. Like, <laughs> like I help my mom out with like one or two things, and she think I'm just like tech support. Like, girl, I don't I don't know the things. Like, I don't, I don't. Um, but. <clears throat> the interesting thing is I may start being that guy for my children who are now in all kind of stuff. Like, wait, cause I didn't, cause I remember I wasn't up on TikTok that much. Like, what are y'all doing? What is this? Mm. What is this new thing? Right. What is, what is snot? Well, you know, uh, what, what, like, whoa, <laughs> what are y'all into now? So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've gotten, I got caught up there. Mm. Okay, so you're the you're the parent that needs the tech support. Uh, yeah, it's getting close <laughs> because the kids are, you know, like I didn't know about fences and 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 all this other stuff. So, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, one more something that's new that's been popping up, um, and it's artificial intelligence. Um, and it was interesting. There was a I can't remember the if he was a congressman or not, but basically he told this story about how scammers have now been using AI um, to kind of generate scams. He said that he got a, a phone call from his son. He was in jail. I heard he that. He said he was in jail. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it sounded like his son and the, the dad believed it was his son. Then his son said, hey, I, I got into a car accident. Uh, I need you to, to um, call my attorney um, at this number to get me out of jail. He calls the attorney. The attorney says, yeah, your son's in jail, all that kind of stuff. This information. And then he's going through all these steps thinking that his son legitimately is, is in danger. And as any parent would do, if your child is in danger, you're going to try to do anything you can to get him out. <clears throat> but it was just interesting that like this person was his son had to literally call him and be like in FaceTime and say, hey, dad, like I'm good. Like what's going on? So I feel like, you know, back in the day, the scams have been a little more easier to kind of overcome because, you know, no one is, you know, you lost all this or your uh, long lost relative died and then send us this <laughs> email and then it got into some other things. Um, I get random phone calls to my, to my, my, my phone and pick up and no one answers. Are they trying to like pull my voice off of my voicemail? Like, what are some things that you're seeing out there? What, what is AI and how can it potentially, how can we protect ourselves or use it wisely, I guess, in that in that case, if that make any sense. I think you're making incredible sense. I, mean, I, I understand. I think it's a ChatGPT is a fantastic tool, right? Right. So, 80% of my emails didn't now. <laughs> listen, I, I think it's a fantastic tool. I think <laughs> the, the digital prompts uh, and, and what it comes back in, out of the LLM or the large language model, I think mm-hmm. really like, wow, this is. This is really important. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what is what Uncle Ben say in Spider-Man, with great power comes mm-hmm. great responsibility. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, I think threat actors and bad guys are certainly leveraging AI to do a lot of the things you mentioned. And, and I think one of the things you mentioned was uh, deep fakes, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, 
they can change their voice. They can manipulate video images. You can mm-hmm. do different things. We are up against a um, a new paradigm in society, right? Where technology is certainly going to influence our way of life in a way that we just haven't seen before. And I and I think that um, you know. The unfortunate thing is, as my grandmother would say, common sense ain't so common, Mm. is that at the end of the day, that's kind of some of the things that's going to help save you the most when you're dealing with deep fakes and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So sometimes you do have to do a first and second validation to be sure, right? Out of nowhere, you get a random call, dad, call my lawyer, like, my son don't have a lawyer. What is he talking right. about? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's it's just little things like that. I, and I think that um, that's going to be important. And I, I think the more we can as security and technology and professionals kind to remove that shroud of mystery around technology and just remind people to make and use awareness training uh, yeah. effectively and teach people like, hey, you know, use common sense. People are trying to get you to rush and make a quick, fast decision. It's just mm-hmm. like on the street, you know. You know, they open the code up. Hey, man, I got these things. I got this stuff for sale. I mean, I can get to you right now. Like all of a sudden, it's like you're you're trying to elicit- I open the code up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, Hustle, man. <laughs> I just it's just for you, man. Just for you. Just the deal. Trying to do it quick though. Forty dollars, <laughs> but there's a technology spin to it, and that's if you read the emails, it comes in very, ener- you know, very energetic, urgent, yeah. getting you to do something now in order to transact to do. But that's not how most businesses no, do business, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, those those common <clears throat> things are going to be really uh, important for us going forward. But let's 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 look future focused though. What do you think will be another two parter? Will be the future of technology, specifically as it relates to AI. And you mentioned a little bit with ChatGPT. How can we leverage it though, like AI, to our benefit? Because I mean, Siri is low is a form of AI, right? So we've it's not mm-hmm. like we're we haven't been without it. I think it's being called out in a different way. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other ways that we can double down on this usage to benefit us? And then how do you think that plays into the future of tech? Yes. So there's this. Uh... And it's not that it's not had already happened, but there's this colliding that's happening between technology, AI, and societal norms, right? Because it's going to upend it in a way. And you're right. We've been using Siri or, you know, would you use AI to, would you trust AI to get you to, to a, uh, in a very important interview? Are you there yet? Mm. Like if you, if you had a new job and, and this is really on the line, would you, would you trust AI? Not in today and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not true because I bet you you use Waze, right? Which oh. is AI. Mm, which right? is true. Which true. Is manipulating and figuring out. So we've been using it for mm-hmm. so long, we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think understanding and appreciating that. I think for us, uh, when I say us, I totally mean black people. I think things like becoming a prompt engineer, um, which kind of helps. Uh, understand and how to speak to large language models to get back the information that you're really looking for and kind of leverage them in the right and appropriate ways. I think that's going to be a very interesting career path and just, you know, then getting into the the data science of it all is going to be important. 
It works. Josh, are you smoking? Like, what's going on? I, I, am, I am not. My boys were back there burnt some popcorns. I was about to hit one of these candles. Don't, oh. don't worry about that. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was that time of the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want to spark up? I was like, stay all the smoke. It's a different, no. different podcast, brother. Like, what's going nah. on? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that on camera, at least. I know, Brian. I thought you were really like, hey, this is in that, that part of the segment. Where... <laughs> you know, the new flow of cigars. So, maybe. Maybe I don't know. You, you know hey, I'm, listen, I, I got some cigars out there. I, I partake every so often. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap up the conversation, anything else, any, uh, I guess, tips or tools or anything you can think of right now that we probably need going forward with tech? Any words of advice before we round or before we finish out with Culture Co? No, I, I, I would say, uh, one, thanks for having me. This was just, this is a, you know, a great time to talk about us and technology. Um, I love us. I love technology. So I would love to talk about this anytime. But I do think we should, um, just like math equations when we were learning or growing up, what do we, we simplify it. Mm-hmm. Simplify it. And I think we just have to have um, innate curiosity and a belief that we can, we can learn it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we've got the capability. Um, we just have to have the belief and trust in ourselves and confidence that we can. Yeah. So um, whether that's a career change, whether that's getting into tech, if you have a little inkling, um, you know, God ain't going to put that in your heart if he ain't going to allow you to get there. Yeah. Right. Wow. So um, we got to believe it. Right. So that's a step out on faith. Oh, don't preach to us now because, you know, we're churchy. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what. That's what Glenda the Goodwood said in the Wiz. You got to believe in yourself. Listen. <laughs> I believe in you. I think, what did you say? Kojic before? He was, he was the Church of God in Christ, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I done seen the preachers with the cross. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some, some of them need some AI. Some <laughs> work on some of them sermons. Develop them sermons. Them sermons. My God. But it's funny because with ChatGBT, or uh, it's funny, I'm going to wrap up, but I'm like mentoring these, um, these college students uh, for like a pitch competition. And yeah. we're working through the pitches and stuff like that. And mind you, I write all my pitches and stuff like that as I'm doing my, my trainings. And we're going through it. And then um, and I'm like, man, their, their speeches are like really good. I'm like, how are y'all coming up with this information? So we're working through it. And then yeah. uh, we're trying to figure out words. She's like, hold on, let me go through chat GBT and, and, and reword all this stuff. I'm like, like what? Like you're using software to come up with your, and it was, it was great. It was great information. I was like, oh, dang, let me, let me use this for, for presentations now. Like it was great. Uh, it's going to be tough, right? Cause I think that's important, but it kind of reminds me of like, I remember coming up in school, the calculator was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Did you want to learn math the, the long way or use a calculator? And people were like, you know, be like, I don't. You know, I'm not at the grocery store, you know, like, hold on, let me do some long division, mm-hmm. right? Pull your calculator <laughs> out and do it if you need to, or, or the cash register does it. But I think there is something to be said to understand the underlying technology underneath, understand understand the ability to, like, in your particular case, create pitches. Mm-hmm. Once you got that, listen, I've used ChatGPT for some very <laughs> important stuff. And I remember the first couple of times I used it, I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. And that's old data mm. from 2022. Wow. So, uh, yeah, brush up on iRobot. It's coming. 
but <laughs> we didn't have time to get into conspiracy theory and how movies in my I feel like movies that are old are really real technology that you know the and government the Simpsons just, and the Simpsons listen that's kind of getting <laughs> it's real but you know yeah. that's that's a whole other episode because I can we can go down that deep dive of it's a whole other live a whole other live because <laughs> I I believe that stuff is real like stuff that's on movies like it's it's real yeah. somewhere. Well, it's either life imitates art, art imitates life, or, you know, I think they said something like, you know, so many of us, we, we come up with this, we see this idea in the movies, and then you start creating the technology to achieve it. Because, you know, once you see it, mm-hmm. then we can start to put things in place to manifest it. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop because there's so much stuff like, I was thinking about the, the, the sheep clone. Like they were, that was a big deal. And then all of a sudden they stopped doing clone technology. Like what? That's not, that was like 30 years ago almost. Tyrone. <laughs> we had a whole episode about the clone Tyrone. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. That's, oh, that's God, I thought it was great. real, I thought man. It was... Clone, there's clones out there in this world. I'm just going to say that. Um, all right. So we were saying. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. Mm-hmm. This guy stopped me. And, the, and I was checking out at the grocery store last night, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, black people are connected to Saturn, and we get our superpowers from Saturn. And I did a quick Google search. I said, oh, man, there might be something to it. So tell you, man, I, I, I believe a lot of this stuff that people would just like, and then they'd be like, oh, they're crazy. They want the, us to think that they're crazy because if we think, you know what I'm saying? Like, they might be crazy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they a, might I like be crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I'm actually sure they're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, is a, it is a cool imaginative thing to mm-hmm. think that, hey, if I ever pass by Saturn, the the melanin in my body and the rings in Saturn are going to connect. And, and I'm going to be like, you know, Jarrell from Krypton. Listen, we might have superpowers that we just haven't really... Yeah. Tapped into. Tapped into. We can, we can yeah. use it more for, you know, 40s and rap music, right? We can use it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this thing. We can take over the yeah, world. Uh, thing. And then yeah. fight aliens. All right. So, culture code. Um, Thanksgiving is on its way. Uh, mm-hmm. One side must go. Greens, mm. mac and cheese, mm-hmm. or yams. Can I get to the yam? Ooh. Ooh. Pasta surely seizes in my head. Uh, greens, mac. Uh, I would say mac and cheese. Oh, it can go. Oh, next question, Brian. It, That's the start of the show. What? Not that, you know, Mark Lamont Hill every year just Mark Lamont Hill, I love him. Let me let's pause right there. I'm glad you brought that up. He loves to pitch over sacred cow. Yeah, because he's he's right a lot of the times. But that particular this particular argument of his is wrong. Okay. I don't it's just wrong. Okay. I say that only because I'm on a diet. So <laughs> that's how I was thinking about it from that perspective. It's an impossible question to answer. Because you, you and Josh are both gym rats. Yeah, I can't take it. Oh, yeah, this diet is paused this week. Oh, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I, so I'll, I'll do a little bit. But I only know, I only notice, I only like my mom's mac and cheese. Mm. Mac like and cheese is an art. Yeah. It's an art, yeah. yeah ooh. A lot, and everybody think they can do it. So that's why I kind of said. That's true. 
It's, it's tough to mess up bad. greens and yams. It's tough. Oh, yeah. no, it's not. I've had <laughs> terrible greens. You have? I'm sure I have, yes. but I'm just saying. I feel like mac and cheese is a little more complicated. It, it, it's, mac yeah. and cheese is easier mm-hmm. <laughs> to mess up. Man. Right. You get raisins in it or something. You know, you get, mm. Or you get the kind that's like, look, it's out the box or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I remember one time this girl, I used to know, she was like, I hate macaroni and cheese. I hate macaroni and cheese. And I was like, what? And then I tasted her mom's macaroni and cheese. And I was like, <laughs> I see why, why you hate it. I see why you hate it. Because <laughs> I would hate this too. This is disgusting. Yeah. This is, this is nasty. All right. Um, five dinner guests dead or alive. Wait, what was the question? Five dinner guests dead or alive. Five. Okay. Um, Barack Obama. Mm, Hussein, Barrio, B.O. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barack Obama, Tyler Perry, Colin Powell, uh, James Baldwin, mm, Booker T, Booker T Washington. That's a solid conversation. That's a that's an interesting conversation. Yeah, Booker T. And that's because I'm a, I'm a Tuskegeean, right? So I went to Tuskegee. So that whole W.E.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, mm-hmm. you know, the whole people coming up from slavery out. Now, you know, slavery, you know, enslaved people have come out. What do you actually do? What's the route do you take? Do you go education? Do you go trade? Yeah. Would love to hear that point of view. That would be that, that dinner table would have. It would just be it, the discourse and just the conversation and just digging down and different people's background would be a great conversation. I feel like that would be something that would be televised. Oh, there was no diversity and there was all black men, huh? But even within that, I feel like there's diverse points of view though from those black men though. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, there are diverse perspectives from that table for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And maybe Tyler will bring Maybell, so it'll. i'm always like so tyler's always been on my list you know self-starter self-made yeah Yeah. but his perspective is different everybody else not not educated in terms of you know uh yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. i feel like every every Mm -hmm. one of those people has a different perspective also on how what black people should do and how they came up and i feel like that would be i feel like it was a, it's a diverse perspective, even though they're all black men. I feel like they're yeah. diverse perspectives. I oh yeah, like oh yeah, almost certainly. But I was like, you know, women. Who would I have? My top five doesn't have women in it. If, if who's your top five? Uh, it was like Malcolm X, Fred Hampton. Um, uh, what is it? I can Nat Turner, Tup- Tupac. <laughs> yeah, you guys about to start. You militant. That, yeah, Tupac. That. Um. It's it's like that line of uh, Brian was a gang member in his former life. I don't know if y'all ever learned that about him. You know, yeah, that's that's yeah. I, I'm starting it's starting yeah. to pick that up. Huh? Yeah. To, to do it well, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, um, yeah, I, yeah. He it's, really thinks he's Big Meech somewhere in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> more more like you know, I love my people, but you know, I also would kill somebody if I had to. Like it's kind of like that that good city, mad city is See? like. This is a consistent thing from yeah, Brian. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll switch. Yeah, we'll switch. We'll switch onto something different. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out there at this point. Yeah, it's 
Like that's what I tell people. I said, "Good Kid, Mad City" is like my like soundtrack because it's kind of like you know the kid, the group in church wants to do all the right things, but then also like you are involved in the. They say the PKs was the worst. You yeah, know? it's like you live a double. You live a double life. Like you, like you know, you live the double life. Um, but thank God I'm still here. And I think that's a great question though because it it gives you an insight into the person. Because I noticed, you know, all your people were very charged and militant and focused and and by, and I had all these thinkers and how do we collaborate and blah 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 blah. That's, yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah. I think you should add fictional people to it as well. Oh um, we should. You know, like fictional characters. Like what like uh one of the one book I read that I, I used to love a long time ago was like 101 most influential people in society. And it included fictional characters like mm. Bugs Bunny and others, you know, Darth Vader and how they impacted society. So, you know, people like Miss Huxtable to me mm. was the essence of what a black, like, that's a that's the black woman I want to marry as a kid. No, you know what I mean? I was like 2023. Like, yeah, Claire Huxtable is, if we say a prototype, that yeah. she was the prototype. She's prototype. a standard, yeah. Prototype. All that, yeah. Just, if she did the Meg thing with the knees and the belt, uh, <laughs> if she had, if she had the duality of, of drop it like it's hot, yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, <laughs> I mean, so that's what I'm. But fictional characters, she was, uh, she was amazing. But yeah, I, I really, I love, I like, I love the question. It makes me think about how can I go back and think about impactful female women as well. Yeah. Okay. Well. Finish this line and this probably impactful women. This line, uh, if you can finish it, <laughs> um, I'm on the town, fucking with my rounds. <laughs> um, uh, I will plead no contest, no, no low, no contest. I admit to the facts. You know the line though. But you know, pink and brown. <laughs> my, I like my steak medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is a great living room conversation. We appreciate yeah. you for sticking around. <laughs> uh, do you have about five more minutes for us to kind of talk about what we're going to do for intentional joy? Absolutely, let's go. All right, sounds good. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. Thank you, Easy, for sticking around uh, after the living room. And for those that are new to the show, we have a segment called um, um, Pockets of Joy, where we talk about things we are doing currently or plan on doing to intentionally bring us joy. So, Easy, what are you planning on doing or currently doing to bring intentional joy to your life? Uh,. Prioritizing my life to focus on the right things and the important things and making sure the first things stay first, right? I think in a this busy world we live in and all the commitments and people and things like that, that the people in my life that deserve the best of me don't always get it, mm. right? And that includes mm. me. <laughs> you know, I got to put my mask on first. So putting first things first and, you know, 
I got, I got. What, what did uh, Taraji say? I got to. You gotta put me first, Lucius. Gotta put me first. I gotta put me first, Lucius. Yeah, so that's a good one. Right. That would be it. That would be it. All right, Josh. Yeah, so we are um, well into the Christmas celebrations, even though I started <laughs> about sixty days ago. Um, so I am going to, you know, I usually I don't I start my Christmas music October one. Brian knows this about mm-hmm, me. I do. I don't start my movies though until post Thanksgiving. Interesting, yeah, because there are so Mark. few that mm-hmm. I really enjoy, so I want to spread them out. And my all-time favorite is Almost Christmas with oh, that's a good you one. Know, Danny Glover and Monique and them. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just that's black comedy. Um, my mom forces me to watch Miracle on 34th Street. You know, okay. it's just some some white like, fanatical stuff that I don't really yeah. care for. But, you know, it's mama. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to get knee-deep into my Christmas celebration stuff. The house is probably – we're just about finished decorating at this point, so – um, that'll be me. How about you, Brian? I know that you're no longer a Grinch because you have a daughter. Um, I'm no longer a Grinch because I have a daughter, but I still don't like holidays, and I can talk about that at another time offline. Um, but um, Christmas is already up. That's usually brings joy because my daughter loves Christmas. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say movies, Christmas movies, but you already said that because my daughter. Ooh, take it again because watch them. Brooklyn loves Christmas, so I was gonna start watching a Christmas movie a day until Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. But intentional personal joy, I am a history nerd to say the least. And Napoleon um, came out recently. Uh, so you can't go wrong with a historical <laughs> movie. So I'm going to the movie by myself, get some popcorn, and I'm going to that watch is not that, where I thought that was going. That masterpiece, I'm pretty sure yes. uh, that is going to be of Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, his rise and his uh, unfortunate fall. Uh, and I'm going to enjoy that. I wonder if they're going to show them shooting the nose off the sinks. I, I want them to show everything. I want them to show when everything. When you led history with Christmas, I just knew you was finna say I'm reading the book of Matthew. Oh. The first couple to lead us to, you know, some some St. Luke or something to set us up. Historical yeah. context of the coming to Christ. Nah, I'm, My I'm, God. I'm going to go see two and a half hours of, of a French revolutionary, I guess. I think I'm going to do the same thing. Okay. Well, I'll be there Friday watching the uh, Beyonce movie. I already have tickets. Um, <laughs> that's that's my as, as a family. We've the whole family's going. The whole yeah. family's going. Oh. Um, and I just bought my tickets for Color Purple. We can talk about that on another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, love it, love it. Read the book in college. Read love the book, it. seen the play. All time favorite movie. Um, I want to sit and discover one day, and maybe this is another conversation too. What what was sitting in Alice Walker to produce such a story? Right, because that that came from somewhere. Um, and I think about that sometimes with a lot of authors who write some of these, I don't want to say traumatic, but traumatic, these oh, yeah, kind of very it is. robust stories. Um, what's in you to produce that, especially if you didn't go through it, right? What's in you to produce that? Um, so that's just fascinating to me. So I'm getting, I have a purple sweater. Yeah. And I am ready. And we're going to be in the place. I, I, well, Toni Morrison and Beloved made me think that when we read that in college. Mm. Heavy. That was like, where did this come from? Beloved is, Beloved <laughs> is a woof. A, a sci-fi black culture horror thriller family movie. <laughs> it's, 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 it's everywhere. Story. It's um, heavy. Like, I saw that movie once. I was like, I don't ever have to do this again. <laughs> Even in the yeah. book, it was like, oh man, this is this is something else. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much for sticking around. Um, 
How can Ooh. people follow you? What are you planning yes. on doing anytime yes. soon? Uh, so people can keep up in contact with you and you know all the good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm private on uh, Instagram. <laughs> but you can't find him. You see what I'm saying? One, one Mr. Easy, I will be sure to screen and cold call. <laughs> you know, but uh, that's about it. You know. All right. All right. Catch uh, him in the wind. Go to Levi's.com, click about us, scroll down to team members, and he just might be there. Yeah. That's yeah. what he, he might be. Leadership. Yeah, he might. He yeah. might be. <laughs> I guess I do need to update my public media handles. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, one, number one, Mr. Easy uh, on Instagram is probably an easy way. Uh, what else? I think that's the same Gazi dot easy at, uh, on on X, but we don't, we don't, I think we all kind of swore off Twitter. I have a cultural question real fast. Easy. Oh, yeah. Are you a fan of West Coast rap? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Were you ever referred to as like Easy e back in the day? Oh. Was that a thing? <laughs> I had a nickname of okay. Mark growing up. And so the lyric thought I was a Mark because I used to hang with Easy. I heard all my life. So there's a you know there's a line story <laughs> about cruising. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Good times. Great times. Man. All right. <laughs> well, all right. All, all right. right. You ready to head over to the post office box and see what Rodney Jenkins brought us? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, good people. We are here at the post office box. We and are. as always, before we get into it, we're going to let you know one thing. That Rodney Jenkins did what he always does. Let's deliver uh-huh. high letter on time. But also, yep. that you can be featured on the Jigsaw podcast as well by writing in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. That is A-S-K, the jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things. One, we're going to read your letter out loud if we like it. Two, we're going to give you a pseudonym if we like um, to respect your privacy and your pronouns, and then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. With that being said, understood and accepted, Brian. Yes. Who do we have, and what do they want? Pronouns. He, him. Mm. W.E.B. Du Bois. W.E.B. Du Bois. <laughs> uh, writes, my boys. Uh-huh. Nothing deep. Okay. With the holidays coming up, I just wanted some help. I am going to be very vague because she listens to the podcast too. Okay. I've been married for three years, three months, excuse me. I've been married for three months. Mm-hmm. So this is the first Christmas I'm spending with my wife since we got married. Okay. We did not date long. So this is only our second Christmas together. Should I go all out and get her big stuff or what? I want to be, spe- I want to make it special. Um, how do you guys go about picking out gifts for your wives? I know you have. I know you two have been in the game much longer than me, but any insight would help. Let me read that over. Should I go all out and get her big stuff or what? I want to make it special. How do you guys go about picking out gifts for your wives? I know you have been in the game much longer than me, but any insight would help. Thanks, W E B, talented tenth, Dubois, Dubois. I'm at first. It is for answer the question. I know you didn't give us like specific details, <laughs> but if your wife listened to this podcast, you gave us enough to where you were not as vague as you thought you right. were. <laughs> Brother, she going to know this was you. Let me just right. start there. The she probably looking at you right now if y'all listen to it in the car. Right. Um, 
We only you gave us the time, the dates, the stamps, and all the kind of stuff, brother. That Listen, was, that wasn't that wasn't. I don't know your definition of age, <laughs> but that wasn't it. You um, probably about hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm quiet long enough, they ain't gonna see me. <laughs> Close my eyes; they can't see me. <laughs> um, but no, Du boy. Um, I think you gotta know your spouse. You gotta know your partner. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're in a, I'm gonna say this. I approach Christmas based upon how I want to how I want to show up for the people I'm giving gifts to. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of how I do it. Mm-hmm. Giving I don't buy love, mm-hmm. right? But I do really love Christmas. Yeah. So one of the ways that I show love at least during the Christmas season is through gifts and nice you get a gift from me, it's going to be a nice gift. Mm-hmm. Even if I got it from the Marshall or the TJ Maxx, it's going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be nice because because I'm going to look for what I think the best is or something that's personal to you. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you want to go big, do it because you want to, yeah. not because there's this first year expectation. Yeah. Um, because if the woman of God said, I won't, like I lost my wallet twice in the last two and a half years. What actually got me as an early Christmas gift? Air tags. Air, right. Mm-hmm. She caught them on sale. Mm-hmm. I need them. And I haven't talked about getting them. I just had never bought them. But mm-hmm. so this, even though she gave it to me early, it is practical. It, they're not cheap, right? It's a mm-hmm. it's a nice gift. Um, yeah. I wanted, I, I travel a lot. Last year I wanted a popple. That's the digital business card. I got yep. the wristband too. Mm-hmm. I love it. Matter of fact, I lost my digital card because it was in that same wallet. So I gotta replace the actual <laughs> card. I think it came with two cards. I just gotta update the one that I have. But my point is, is that. Think about some of the things they've been at. And me and my wife actually share. We have a share note mm-hmm. with a list of things that we like, probably way more than we're going to get. But it keeps the surprise element in there because I don't know yeah. what she's going to buy off that list. right? Mm-hmm. Or I might just say, I want some Jordan 1s. Colorways mm-hmm. I don't Or colorways I really want. some Because I do want some. They got some tan ones out there that I really want. I need a tan mm-hmm. shoe. So like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just like little yeah. stuff like that. Ask questions. Yeah. Right? To figure out what she wants, and if you decide to go big on top of that, you know, buying a tennis bracelet or getting a Gucci bag or whatever the thing is, then do that because you want to, not because you want to impress her. Um, because that's your wife. You got her. Mm-hmm. Um, so going big is also relative. So yeah. again, it depends on your pocket, your capacity, and all that other stuff that comes with that. Brian? Yeah. Anything? Uh, yeah. And pocket, and I want you to consider precedence. Like, so what mm. you do this Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't go big, but if if gifts is something that your your wife loves, right, and you go like all out this That's first good. Christmas, That's good. next year you're going to, have to do the same thing. And then and and granted, you know, sometimes people's you know appetites and desires things change in terms of what they want, right? Um, but just be mindful that if you go crazy this year, you're gonna to have to go crazy next year, and then you might have kids one day and you're gonna be going crazy. For not only your wife, because you can't stop doing stuff for your for your wife, right? You know what I'm saying. So just be mindful of those things. That's that would be my thing regarding how do I pick things out. Uh, kind of similar to Josh, we don't share notes, but I have notes. So if we, you know, she Lauren can be like, I want X. I just go my little notes and I just type it in there. Mm-hmm. So I know when mm-hmm. anniversary, birthdays, Christmas, I will pull up that. I have a note. It's called Lauren gift ideas, and I literally put it on there, and I just. Put a note in there. Um, even and then I always try to find maybe something like silly that she would never would have thought that I would have remembered that she wanted. And I just go back to that and I get that. Um, some practical things sometimes she can say, I need like one year, she was like, I don't have a laptop. So I just got her a laptop one year. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that's something that she 
she hadn't had a personal laptop in a while. So um, going big can be monetary, but also going big can be in terms of what they deem as big, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it can be not it not be pricey, but it can be something that they 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 wanted they have their eye <laughs> on, something that they might even be willing to pay, buy for themselves. Some things that some of our spouses, but I, I wouldn't dare pay money for that for myself. Yeah. Um, um, especially, you know, women could be selfless at times because like, I don't want to do it for myself, right? But that's the thing for you to be like, oh, well, I'm going to do it for you, right? So that's my idea, my thought process behind that. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Anything else before we wrap this up, Josh? Um, no, not at all. Um, let mm-hmm. us know. Well, you don't have to. Be. But yeah, I hope it all goes well and happy first. Merry Christmas to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's the dick in the box. It's my dick in the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Brian, a greater conversation. <laughs> we almost made it, y'all. We almost made it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let me talk. Let me talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, puzzle pieces all around the world. We are here at the spot we consider greater conversation where Josh and I get some things off of our chest. Yeah. I said every week tomorrow is not promised, so just just cuss them out today. That's what we're today. Gonna yeah. So, uh, Josh, is there something you want to get off of your chest? You know, not really. You asked me a question <laughs> earlier <laughs> if I was still blocked by Isaac Cree. And uh-huh. let me just tell the people how I found out. One, <laughs> let me just say this. I have no beef <laughs> with the gospel artist Atlanta <laughs> resident mm-hmm. Isaac Curry. I right. listened to his music. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed his music, particularly his features on Kirk Franklin's albums. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've never met him personally. I've encountered him. We've done boot camp mm-hmm. at the gym, and I'm not a big celebrity kind of guy so i don't be bothering folk but i you know i noticed him i seen yeah, him yeah. i was like cool that's what's up um that's that's that is as much as i've ever interacted with that man not even a hide by at the gym mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. i doubt he knows who i am personally yeah. so you may be asking well how do you know he blocked you because i don't follow him either right mm-hmm. no beef no i mean nothing personal i just don't you know you i gotta really enjoy your work as an artist celebrity i'm talking about like like fan fan yeah to yeah, follow yeah. you <clears throat> yeah. and um I don't have that level of fandom for Mr. Curry. So I didn't I didn't follow him. So I was, what was I doing? Oh, I was on the TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it was a TikTok from the reunion tour where they was talking about Jackie when they did like one of the, the stomp and they jump and Jackie mm-hmm. like fell, but she hopped back up. Yeah. And they were like making jokes and Isaac did something like, is my jumping in vain? No. Ty Tribbett said that, and then Isaac came from the back and was like, no, of course not. So it was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah. So I was going back to, um, something popped up on Instagram, I think, of the reunion. So I, I clicked on his, tried to click on his name to go back mm-hmm. and look at that video. Yeah. Um, but his name wasn't his name one coming up. So I searched <laughs> it, and I was like, I know Isaac Karee got an Instagram. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it, he one of the niggas that got it. He ain't, he had Instagram. Yeah. So, um, through some investigative skills, I'm gonna tell y'all what I did exactly. <laughs> he popped up for somebody else. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I did some deeper FBI research, and I found out mm-hmm. that gospel artist Joshua Rogers, no mm-hmm. D in his last name, uh-huh. and Isaac Curry 
do not follow each other. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not saying that they got beef because uh-huh. I don't know that. So yeah. let me say this. I'm not being messy. I'm not putting anything out there. Mm-hmm. But what I do notice, I do know, especially when Joshua Rogers of Sunday Best first came out, I used to get uh, <laughs> performance <laughs> requests <laughs> to my face. I used to get tagged in Facebook. And even be- and this is not the weight shame, but even before Joshua Rogers, the gospel artist, gained weight, mm-hmm. we still didn't look nothing alike. So, right. like, tagging me in Facebook and Instagram was also kind of wild. Like, once mm-hmm. you click my name, did you did you still think that was me? Right. I mean, or him? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, so I'm like in my brain, so I'm like, okay, well, they don't follow each other. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't care for each other for right. whatever reason. Again, I'm not saying that that's true. Right. I just deduced based on what my name is, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That that is a possible, and the fact that they don't follow each other, that could be a possibility. So no, I'm not unblocked because I don't know that, I don't <laughs> know what whatever issue he has with some Joshua Rogers. Mm-hmm. hasn't been resolved <laughs> therefore <laughs> i have been a product of maybe i'm blocking every nigga named joshua rogers to make sure you don't recreate no pages or nothing right. so right. i thought it was the most random and hilarious thing in the world because i ain't got enough beef with well people can block whatever one they really want to block before mm-hmm. but i definitely ain't got i don't even know isaac curry <laughs> mm-hmm. that's but, funny that's man of god i am blocked on instagram so if this ever gets to you, I want you to know that it's not me. I didn't do it. <laughs> so if you see I am Josh Rogers, you can actually, I ain't going to say you can keep me blocked. I don't know that we would have ever interacted before, but if I ever get the chance to meet you in person, I am going to tell you. So, <laughs> so if I see you at the gym, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> right. Just so you'll be like, hey, did you know I was blocked? I was trying to look at something <laughs> from a union tour and I'm blocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My if name is Joshua Rogers, you. by the way, if that, if that means anything. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> So, so, so if anybody that knows him, I'm sure our listeners know know uh, Isaac. Correct? Hey, it's so, not me, man. Just tell him, tell him, like, hey, I ain't do it. <laughs> get him out of jail. Get him I ain't out do of, it. I ain't do it, bro. And, and come on the podcast. We'll talk Matter of fact, you know, next week, I, I will, the song of week is gonna be in the middle of it, <laughs> just because <laughs> I feel like I got put in the middle. <laughs> In the middle of it. In the middle of it. it. In the middle of it. I'm I'm like Nene. Now, how I get it? See how they put my name and stuff, and I ain't even do nothing. He went into his followers. I'm going to clean this house and start blocking people. (laughs) Clean. That was his other song. (laughs) Clean this house from the inside out. We all thought it was R. Kelly. My God, my God! So anyway, um, that's all. Sure, this better comes of me making my case. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose Joy because this is just. It's just. I just. I feel like we need to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> we, we had to. <laughs> we had to dedicate a segment to that. So, if Brian is choosing Joy, then that means that this has been another episode of the Jigsaw yes. Podcast. And as always, want to thank you so much for joining us for jumping in. Uh, we only have two more episodes of 2023, yeah. and this year, I promise you. We're yes. giving you a recap episode. We're going to do a recap episode. We're going to mm-hmm. do it. Um, so would you know you can help us? Mm-hmm. If you are a faithful listener, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll put it on the IG. Tell us what was your favorite episode, or maybe your favorite interview. And we'll make mm-hmm. sure some of those moments are included in our recap episode as well. Because I, I actually love going through memory lane and listening to some of our funny moments and our highlighted moments. Um, it really brings us, really brings me great joy. I know what I, because I, I listen to the show when we're done. I like yeah. to listen to it and engage. Yeah, I laugh. Um, and laugh and, you know critique all the things right so mm-hmm. um but we love y'all we're gonna enter your strong and i believe that brian and i gonna put some systems and things in place to yeah. make sure that the um the top of the year 
is um is strong as well. And all those yeah. things we said we promised you, they're still coming. They're still coming. Um, they're still coming. They are coming. They are coming. They're coming. Um, so yeah, Brian, anything else? Uh, just continue to be um, faithful listeners and supporters. We do appreciate everything you do. We love the puzzle pieces. We'd be great without you, but we're better with you. Uh, continue to follow Josh. If you haven't followed Josh, follow him. I am Josh Rogers. Follow me. I'm Brian Hare. Follow the Jigsaw Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, email us at askthejigsaw at gmail.com. Uh, engage with anything on our stories. If you have any ideas for the show, DM, DM us. Slide in the DM. Say, hey, we would love for you to talk about this. And if it makes sense, we will talk about it. We do we do love hearing things from people. So let us know yes. uh, how you feel about the things. Um, if there's a guest you want on the show, let us know. We will stalk <clears throat> them and try to get them on the show to get those uh, listens and things of the nature. Five stars and nothing else. Leave us some comments. Rate us. We're on every platform you can think of. So before we head out the door, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. What you need to do is you better not, you better watch out. Mm. You better not cry. You better not pout. Uh, I'm telling you why. Why? Clarence Claus is Clarence coming Claus. <laughs> to town. Love y'all. Mm. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace.